Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Beyond measure. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Only last week I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. I'm gonna show you how great I am. This kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. I'm gonna show you how great I am. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. I'm gonna show you how great I am. All of you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you, I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame. Like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody. It's gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Because if you're willing to go through all the battling you gotta go through to get to where you wanna get, who's got the right to stop you? I mean, maybe some of you guys got something you never finished, something you really wanna do, something you never said to someone, something. And you're told no, even after you pay your dues, who's got the right to tell you that? Who? Nobody. It's your right to listen to your gut, and ain't nobody's right to say no. Not to earn the right to be where you wanna be and do what you wanna do. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you, I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Just wow. Hello, my name is Coach Nikolai. But for some, for my main man that we're gonna be speaking today, he knows me as Nick. Welcome to my motivation. It all started off with me requiring to lose 20 pounds to join the Air Force. And well, it developed into something bigger 
which is now this channel. I'm with my guest and my greatest producer of all time, Peter Nab. Welcome, Peter. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How's everything been, man? So everybody, guys, um, for you guys who don't know this high school that we both went to, we are both alumni of Benedictine High School, home of the champions. Yes, we are. Yes. Man, remember those days that, like, we used to, like, everybody literally wanted to, like, you know, just just push you around and to the elevator and just use the elevator just because we wanted to. Yes. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Um, you know wow. what? Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but remember the ramp to the science wing, uh, the science wing. Um, so, so before I got to Benedict, uh, well, st- how about this? Let's yeah. start off with a little yeah. introduction. I'm sorry. Yeah, Who are let's... you? Where do you come from? Okay, so and what brings you on this channel? Well, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good place to start, isn't it? So, long story short, uh, my name is uh, Peter Nab. I've, I've lived in Cleveland Heights all my life. I went to public school for for the beginning of my uh, school career uh, through eighth grade, and then in high school, I wanted. I decided that I wanted a different experience because of I just wasn't fitting in 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 a public school environment, and I was and at times, I mean, not all the time, but at times I was getting bullied. So I just, I, I, I just didn't like that environment in the public school that I was in, and so I, uh, and and so I made I made my way to Benedictine, and that, and that's where and that's where you and I um, met up, you know. Yeah, and honestly, man, I could totally relate to your story. I was put in special needs classes because I had ADHD. I finally got it all off the record, but I um, I went to Orange. I uh, was put in IEP because I was diagnosed with ADHD and a bit of a learning disorder. I think dyslexia. I'm not really sure, but anyways, so my whole life, I've always been held back from what my true abilities could actually be. And, you know, my parents, um, they were very supportive and always been supportive. But, you know, it's really hard when you want to do more and yet your parents kind of are like, you know. Well, in my instance, they were just, they focused and honed more on the disability of part of me. But, honestly, they did help me with so much of my homework. They've stayed up with long hours of the night to help me. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. But, you know, socially, I think it was very difficult for me in grade school. And I was sick and tired of it. Um, I shadowed Lake Catholic, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral, Latin, Gilmore. But when I stepped into Benedictine High School... There was something different about it that really separated the every school that I went to. And I walked in and I remember one of my my shadow was Jack Joyce. Shout out to Jack Joyce, by the way. Thanks for fighting for our country, by the way, being in in the Coast Guard. And um, he I, I got to meet these people and they were just like, yo, we like you. Like, we want to have you to come here. Like, please, I hope you come here. So literally, these guys were there as for me at a time where I guess I was trying to figure out who the hell I really was, you know? And meeting Peter, man, like this guy, I swear to God to you guys, he is what ability can really be. I appreciate that. Um, And we'll definitely get into this in great detail. First First of all, let me explain to the listeners that I have cerebral palsy. 
I've had it my entire life, and um, and I've used uh, and I use a wheelchair, and I've used it my entire life. In middle school, I I just I just couldn't couldn't find a way to really get involved. Couldn't find a way to really uh, click uh, with with a group of friends. Um, and, and I and I and I just and I didn't want to continue that for for high, for high school because I knew if I went to the public high school I would you know be with the same group of you know with the same group of people so I I decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna look elsewhere and and I found Benedictine and you know I used to um I I, I used to during my study halls like he'd always be there and like you'd always need help and like I'd always help you man because like one. It, just, just you, you were just a really solid guy. And guys, I, this is a very motivational story and pretty inspirational, honestly. Like this, yo, like he want, he did something I really wanted to do, but honestly, like being the type of person that Peter Nab is, like he's a very action oriented person. And well, so he gets, so we were all called up in an assembly. I think it was Priory Day. Was it? Was it a Priory Day? Uh, it was before, uh, like, I think it was before the Priory stuff was even instituted. It was 20... Th- Got well, it. Well, when did, well, uh, what year did you graduate? I'm, I'm forgetting. 2014. You were 2015, right? Yes, yes. And so this, the, the, the you're, because you're talking about the assembly where I presented the, vi- the video, right? Um. Yeah, so guys, he came up on stage... And, bro, I have, this man, and it brings a little tears to my eyes right now because, like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But, like, this man came up on stage and poured his heart out to everybody. And at the end of the day, you have never heard a bigger round of applause for this man. Like, like, and at the end of the day, like, we loved him. Like, he was a great kid. And right now, he's done stuff for WJCU. Have you graduated yet? Well, um, it's a, it, it's a, it's a complicated... COVID st- shit. COVID well, shit. Well, I get it. it's a, it's a complicated story and I can, and I can, and I can get into, and we'll get into it definitely on the for show. Sure. Be- Let's get into it. Because my, um... Uh, because don't worry about it. I, it's surprising I never really saw you. Well, I think that well we're about to go into what happened, so let's get into it. My my first year at, at John Carroll academically and everything went went very went very very well. Um, about a month into my sophomore year, my my father passed away of cancer, and that um, that slowed things down for me. You know, I took I well. Well, initially, what I tried to do is I tr- I, tr- I tried to stay in all my classes, and I just ended up flunk you know f- flunking all my classes because I wasn't I wasn't there I wasn't there mentally. I was doing everything else on campus, but classes for a while, quite frankly. Um, and so, uh, but during this time, I I kept working at the radio station and working at the radio station and and kept and kept uh, imp- imp- improving my. Uh, improving my craft, and I, 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 conti- I, I, I then did another, um, and then I did some, and then after that initial semester where my father passed away, I then, I then did some more, I did, I did some more classes. The following, sem- um, the, the, the following semester, and then, uh, which went pretty well, but, but then after that, I was, I was kind of like, 
you know, because once you have somebody pass away in your family, you kind of reassess a lot of things. Um, in you know, I completely understand because, well, I'm dealing with my dad who has Parkinson's and um, it's, 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 it, it, it really is affecting me pretty badly, dude. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do without him, but like, honestly, having you around and this podcast, it's, it, I'm going to listen back to this one in particular and take a lot from what you, you're about to say because... Uh, you're the strongest son of a bitch I've ever met in my entire life, man. Like, it's so good to have you on here. Like, I, I, I was looking forward for this for a very long time. And well, guys, if you guys ever want or need a producer, hit this guy up. He's, he, he's, 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 he's cheaper than the average producer, so I promise you, you will enjoy having him as a, as a producer. He's very easy to work with. And uh, he's just an overall dope dude. <laughs> I pre- I appreciate that. Ever since my first day at, at John Carroll, I was I was interested in the uh, I was interested in the radio station. I, kept... I think you've been interested in that in quite some time, especially like sports journalism. Wasn't you working um, at Benedictine in like the well, like yeah. News Herald, and you well, wrote all the sports articles? You mean you mean <laughs> the the um, the Bennett? Yeah, the Bennett. Uh, yeah, the Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. So, Francioli. Yes, uh, Mr. Francioli. Shout out to him. He's still. Shout he's, out to Francioli. Oh. He, he's still. You know, he's still. He, he's still going strong there. Uh, he's 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 excellent. But the, never got to have him as a teacher. But I hear he was a great guy. But anyway, so we. Um, so anyway, yeah. I I actually st- I actually started the uh, the. The, the Benedictine Sports Media Club um, in my in my junior uh, in my junior year at Benedictine. Fun fact: that's still going on, by the way. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm a coach there, so um, I got kids that are in it, and I tell them, I'm like, hey, I know the kid that started this. When I was there, you know, we were just trying, we were just trying to get it off the ground. But like many things, when they first start out, it wasn't very pretty, you know. You know, nothing's ever pretty when it starts out. But, yeah, you know, it takes time to make something beautiful. And so, um, and so anyway, and so anyway, I, I started that in my in my junior year at Benedictine, and so and so that was a major thing. So yeah, I've I've always been interested in in sports and uh, in sports and media and how the two intertwine. So as soon as I got to John Carroll, I got I got involved at at WJCU. First, I did first. I did some just some general um, uh, heights, what what are called heights shifts, which is just general m- music stuff. And then I got and like then with the faders and everything, just like kind of just, just making the sound just either kinda, louder or just, softer. But just kind of just kind of learning the board. Yeah, yeah, just kind of yeah, le- learning le- the board. Yeah, 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 just kind of learning learning the board. And then and then and then pretty soon. Pretty soon after that, I got I got heavily involved in all of our sports broadcasts, uh, football, basketball, and baseball games for I John Carroll. Those football games, those were fun. Um, but the I mean, but the funny thing is, I didn't I have I haven't actually attended many John Carroll football games in the stands because I've either been producing or you know doing something for radio. So yeah. Um, but I but I enjoy. But I enjoy the hell out of doing that, um, and so, 
anyway, when my father passed away on September 25th, 2016. In, I'm so sorry to hear that, by the way. Thank you. When my father passed away um, in September of 16, I, <laughs> so like I said, I initially tried to, um, uh, tried to continue doing my, uh, doing my classes and kind of, kind of fit, kind of failed at that. And then, uh, but I, but I stayed involved in the radio station, um, because, because that gave me kind of a, kind of a purpose because ultimately that's what I want to do, you know? Um, and so, and so I thought if I'm, if I'm not going to be, you know, because you, because you have to be in a certain mental headspace in order to. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think the most important thing to, is mental clarity. You, you have to be in a certain mental headspace in order to learn new foreign things, you know, and that's what... That's yeah, like reason, logic, uh, Fruity Loops, stuff like that, yeah. Fruity Loops? Yeah, you, oh, Fruity Loops is a um, recording program. Um, it's very much oh. used in the music industry. Oh, so, yeah. oh okay. I, <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of weird that they call it Fruity Loops, I th- honestly. I'm, I don't I thought, even understand why. I th- honestly, I've... I've I've never heard of that program. I usually use Adobe Adobe Audition, but I'm so I thought you were talking about the breakfast cereal for a second. I'm, I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the what heck? The hell are, am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, no. um, but, but. God, God, Peter, you're killing me here. You're killing me, Smalls. Let's keep going, man. This is great. Yeah, I, I know. Um, Master of high school. Yeah, but anyway, um, so, um, so anyway, so anyway, I I just continued to stay um, involved um, at um, involved at, at WJCU because I wanted because I wanted to because uh, I wanted to perfect my craft. I wanted to uh, you know because because I'm because I'm like I'm like hey I mean I still you know I still ca- I still care about. About getting a about getting a degree, and eventually, you know, eventually I will get a degree. But I also just wanted to perfect, you know, perfect a skill. You know what I mean? Because you know, Pete, when you mentioned that, that's really important. Honestly, like I've started to realize that, like, if you're really good at your craft and yep. you're really good at what you're able to do, regardless if you have a handicap or any of that. Like, it shows that that skill is better than intelligence. Because skill and intelligence, it you don't have to be smart. You well, don't have to, you know, ro- no fucking rocket science. Well, or rock, I, yeah. well I would, the, the way I would, I understand what you're trying to say, but. I way- think a degree is just more like saying that, like, I have taken the initiative for higher level education. Well, but, like, a skill is morally appreciated than that. Well, I mean, I I would say I I, I would say that um, like like when it when it comes to intelligence, I mean, I, the way I think the way that we measure intelligence as a society is incredibly um, is incredibly narrow minded. Um, oh, it's skewed as hell. I've been thinking about this because I've been considering, you know, when and if I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, go back and finish my degree because I've. Because right now, long story short, right now I've got about two and a half years of my degree done. You know, I've got about two and a half years. I did, I did some, I did some through, 
I, I did a combination of, of directly through John Carroll and then Tri C stuff through John Carroll. Tri C. It's a good it's a good little community college. I, I did I went from Notre Dame College to Tri C to John Carroll. Now I'm at Cleveland State, but I'm literally dropping out to join the military because like one, I already got a degree. Two, it's like COVID, man. I hate this. I mean, I love the online courses because honestly, it does give me a bit of more flexibility where I can do it. But at the same time, like I'm such a people person, like it, it is pretty hard for me because like we've been taught to always go to a classroom and fucking learn from a teacher, like right. And, and I so I think so I think a degree, um, a degree can be very. Uh, a degree can be very valuable. Like science, yeah, like science. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, but, like science. But I think, but I, th- but I think the problem is, is that, um, is that, is that so, so many people. I mean, we we, we automatically ask, we automatically ask people in high school. We automatically ask them, what, where are you going to college, right? It's a reflex at this point. And with my kids in soccer, I don't ask them about what where they're going to go to school. I ask them, "What are you going to do after school?" Right, and i i think I think that I think that's a I think that's a good attitude to have. Instead of asking, "Where are you going to college?" We need to ask, "Why are you going to college?" I, I, and you know what? I completely agree with you. I got this one kid. His name is Nagel. Like, he's a pretty smart kid, but honestly, listen, guys, Benedictine is not your average high school. Academically, it is probably one of the toughest schools you'd ever go to in the state. Like, they, it is, like, listen, I wasn't a 4.0 student in high school. I literally finished off of a 2.2 GPA. Literally, if it wasn't my senior year was my easiest year for some odd reason. I don't know why, because usually like physics is hard as shit, but I love science like that. But, you know, like this school really actually does get you ready for college. Like literally you are doing like as a freshman in high school, you are doing the same thing you are doing as a freshman in college. Have you noticed that, Pete? What? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but like I get English, your point. Like, like <coughs> I get your point. Like I get your point. I get like your English, point. For yeah. example, yeah. But this is a, this is a little pet peeve of mine. I think we, I think we need to start asking people why are you going to college, not just where are you going to college, because because I because I've I've been th- I've been thinking. Of, I've been thinking. About, I've been thinking about it this way too. I mean, um, liberal arts. Got a liberal arts degree. Like, yeah. I, I mean. I business. mean. I, think of it this way: Co- college, the the entire the entire industry of college of of higher education is. I mean, it's a huge it's a huge business. And think about it this way: that Just, term you use is business, and, and I will let you know you are one hundred percent correct, being and, that I have a business degree. And think, <laughs> and think about it, and think about it this way for one second. Just imagine, just imagine if we took any other business, yeah, any other any other business whatsoever, and said, and said to little Johnny, you know, you know, little Johnny coming out of high school. You have to spend eighty thousand dollars over the next four years at the at this business in order to be successful in life. 
right? God, Pete. God, Pete. You are just like hammer on the nail. Think think about this for one second. We 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 are telling kids in order to make anything out of out of your life, you have to spend eighty thousand dollars at at a business over over four years. That is that is wrong. Our our entire. Our entire. I think it really demotivates everybody. Like honestly, like okay, certain kids can be self motivated or had parents that are very motivated, but once they actually reach into the actual education system, like we went to really we we've gone to small schools our whole lives. Except now I'm at a school at Cleveland State, and let me tell you this. Motivation, especially at a bigger university, can be a bit more uh, challenging, especially where really it's like when I went to Notre Dame College, like we started off with this thing where all the freshmen would get into the, the, the gym and we would all just kind of, they did this little social experiment or not social experiment, but this exercise where you would all go in and sort of get to know each other, regardless of what sport you were in. Because at Notre Dame College, it was more about like, it's a very big sports school. It's very big in sports, like football, basketball, like, like every single sport. But like, it gave me the sense that like, oh, this school wants us to get to know Everybody, And you can't do that at a big-ass university like Cleveland State University, which sort of takes the motivation out, like, when it comes to, like, meeting people and friends. And honestly, a lot of people at Cleveland State are very reserved, not open and friendly like the people at John Carroll at Notre Dame. Even try seeing what the people were pretty friendly. But, like, I guess what we should do as a society when it comes to being in school is, I guess, reach out to more of each other because it's really important to build up these connections and relationships because you, God knows if your friend ends up being a billionaire, you know? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. But I, w- I would also say that I think, I think colleges need to, need to think about ways to make the learning experience more personalized like for me absolutely if i could if i could build my own degree so to speak i think i think that um uh i think that 70 percent of my credits should should come from should come from the uh should come from the the the, the radio station the the tv the 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 TV studio and the newspaper, like I wow, mean, wow, that's a really good way of looking at it. I, you like, know, going into education, man, like that would make, like, in a way that if if my de- if a degree could work that way for me, then I would be almost. I mean, I I love John. Carroll. You would have graduated. I think you would have graduated well, years before. Yeah, and. and well, yeah, and I'll. I'll and would have saved a hell of a lot more money too. Well, well, well yeah, and, and I, I just think, I just think that a degree, a degree, and and the degree, the degree would be more, you know, more valuable because I and I, I think I, I think that the entire premise of, of what of of what we require people to learn in order to get this piece of paper that we call a, a degree and then and then employers I, 
I think I think it's starting to get to the point where employers are starting to realize that, that it's worthless. Yeah, yeah. Well, to a point. To I, a point. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna. I'll say this: there there are certain degrees that are not that are not worthless. No question. Like I mean, if you're oh like if, science if or something like if, that. If you're going, you know, if if you're going if you're going to medical school or law school, then yeah. Then yeah, getting getting a degree makes sense, but but there are but there are a lot of skills that people can learn that that don't need to um, that that don't need to requ- require a degree, a piece of paper. They need to require a skill more than anything. And it's now, a- Pete, I have a quick question. Yep. You know, a lot of people with disabilities feel like. They are defined by their disability. Or at least they get the feeling that that's how they feel. Because sometimes, well, Pete, you are a very unique individual. You have never, I feel like you've never had that, I guess, feeling that like, oh, I'm just a disability. Well, I mean, let me. That education can be available even to you. Well, let me put. So what would you say to somebody with like a disability that, like, no matter how tough it gets, how do you keep afloat? Well, how do you stay motivated? I would say this: number one, the the, the biggest influence on my life and the earliest influence on my life. So we'll back up. We'll back up kind of early here in my life. Um, when I was when I was eight when I was eight years old is when I found the sport of sled hockey. And that completely changed for for decades to come. I mean, I owe pretty much everything about my about my attitude and my yeah, me- attitude my, indeed. My, uh, about my attitude and my mental headspace to the sport of sled hockey. And for those who don't know, it is a it is a full contact um, um, it is a full contact physical. Um, a form of ice hockey where we sit down on on aluminum sleds and propel ourselves with two sticks, one in each hand, uh, uh, to propel ourselves across the ice. And I have been playing that sport since I was eight years old. In fact, I I became a part of the team the first year that it was here in Cleveland, and so I and so that completely changed the. The, tra- the trajectory of what I believed that I that I could do in my life, because because a sled hockey locker room. I mean, every sport. Lo- I mean, you you know this, Nick. Every sport. Yeah, listen, every, guys. So every sport. Every sports locker room is is. Uh, it's the locker room. Yeah. It's that locker room. It's 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 rowdy. It's. Um, it's crazy, right? Um, Every it's, sport. It's really where you guys develop your relationships aside from the practice. But like that right. locker room, man, that's a pretty savage place to be in. Right? Do not be the opposing team and walk into our locker room because we'll fuck you up. Right. Every. Right. Every wheelchair or not. <laughs> every sports. Every sports locker room is you know is is special. But I would say, I mean, a sled hockey locker room is is. Is unbelievable because because we, I mean, man, we 
we say we say things to each other that <laughs> I I'll get. Uh, it would not be politically correct. We would not. We would definitely. This podcast would get shut down. <laughs> well, I, I I can. I'll give you. I'll give you some. Just fuck it. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. I'll, Unfiltered as possible. I, I'll give you. I'll I'll give you some examples. So we um, you know, we have a we we have one one double amputee on my team. Uh, which of course means he has n- no legs. What the fuck? <laughs> what? That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing, though. Continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, actually, I mean, I mean, double. I mean, see, double. Uh, see, a double amputee in, in sled hockey, and so you ever tell him to try to stand up and walk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> so so anyway, um, so anyway, a story about about a sled hockey locker room. We have we have some uh, we have a double amputee on our team, and actually, what's funny is being a double amputee in sled hockey is almost like being on steroids because because you're you're so damn light, it's almost unfair. Oh I, my god! Literally, because you're missing like a hundred pounds, like right. you'd be missing a hundred pounds. So, like, so you know, and he's fast. When that when must be fast. When they're sitting, when 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 a double amputee is sitting, um, is sitting in their sled, um, you know, obviously they're not, they're not, they're not wearing their legs. They 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 take they they take off their legs, and so and so um they, they, you know the legs. They, well, they sorry, t- that's fucked up. But. They, they take well, they they take off their prosthetics. You know, they they wear prosthetics. Oh yeah. They they, they 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 wear prosthetics and and take off their prosthetics. So, in their sled, you know, in their sled, they're really light and mobile. So so the best the best teams. The best teams in sled hockey are is a is a team full of double amputees. But anyway, um, but but the uh, but what's funny is you know, and then sometimes you know when he gets off when he gets off of the ice, we'll you know we'll hide his legs. So we'll hide his legs somewhere. So so he so, so he so he so he can't find his legs and 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 he. And he's wondering, you know, he's wondering, where, he's wondering where his legs are. And I say, I don't know, I don't know where your legs are. You ever say you can borrow mine? Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, I, yeah. So, so we, so we hide his legs somewhere, you know, and um, and and. and So we. Oh my god! Yeah, so oh, we're legitimately crying. That's probably the funniest thing I heard all day. We have continue, bro. So we have fun. We have a we have a lot of fun. We, oh my we, god, guys! We have a lot of fun, and he. So and he and he'll. I mean, he'll have fun. He'll have fun with it too. So like he'll um after he got one of his legs amputated, we started to ask him when he's gonna start working at IHOP. <laughs> So you would say that humor is a really, really 
big thing. Guys, this guy is probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Honestly, like, when you listen to this podcast, like, it's gonna be probably, I think, the best one. Um, so, guys. So, Pete. You You use laughter a lot, man. You're always laughing. You're always smiling. Yeah. Can I, can I recommend... I was going to say, can I uh, speaking speaking of laughter? Can I I want to recommend a show. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Shout shout out to whatever you want to, bro. This is what this platform is used for. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but did you see the show Speechless? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I I loved I loved that show so much, Um, and and obviously I could relate to it. Uh, you know, so well, no shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it um, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, he was great because he he knew what sled hockey was before I came there, so he, it wasn't completely foreign to him. But it took some guts, quite frankly, to allow, allow me on the ice with them because it is because I'm not gonna lie, it is a liabil- a liability issue. Uh, that is a pretty savage sport, and honestly, you showed me what sled hockey was, and I'm like, yo, these people are going hard like a motherfucker. Yeah, yep. And uh, and wasn't you in the Special Olympics? Special Olympics and the Paralympics. What you're thinking? Oh, what, okay. What, I thought what, it was what, one of them. You might be thinking about the Special Olympics, but this the Special Olympics is for is for people with more. Neuro, neurologi- um, more um, neurological yeah, versus mental, the physical yeah. depend- the physical uh, disabilities. Correct. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So actually, but, so, youth challenge sport did a lot of stuff that involved Paralympics. Right. Right. I I know youth. T- I think youth challenge did a little bit of both, but um, but any but anyway um. Yeah, so that's if anybody's just curious, that's the difference between Special Olympics and Paralympics. Special Olympics, Special Olympics is more for um, you know uh, uh, Down syndrome and other uh, and other uh, and other syn- uh, cognitive uh, syndromes uh, and cognitive disabilities yes, and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, okay. Cognitive yeah. disabilities and uh, and the par- the Paralympics is physical. So if you can't if you can't if you can't play hockey for some physical reason, that then then you can play sled hockey, um, mm. and so uh, and so there there are all kinds of there are all kinds of uh, uh, di- uh, different di- diagnoses in sl- sled hockey. Um, the, uh, in fact, w- one of the more common in recent years is actually. Uh, is actually Iraq and Afghanistan veterans who come home and lost a leg and play sled oh, hockey. Oh, yes. Yep. I, I actually do know about this, actually. Yep. Uh, yep. It, it is it is a very big big deal with, with when it comes to the veterans, and I right. support my veterans as much as I can, you know? Like, I do donate money, and I plan to serve in the military. Yes, and, and yes, you know, I understand. I have friend. I had. I have one friend. He got his uh, leg blown up in um, in Iraq, in Iraq, and um, 
I think he does track, actually, for for the Paralympics, actually. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it's like he's got a really fucked up sense of humor to everybody else would think like that. But I think he's the funniest motherfucker aside from you, dude. Like sometimes he's like, hey, man, can you hand me my leg? I'm like, which one? He said, ha ha, funny. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, most people, especially people who've been in in some sort of camaraderie, whether it's sp- whether it's sports or com- or combat, people usually have a, a very good sense of humor when it comes to the when it when it comes to the um, when it comes I think to the you disabilities. Have to, honestly, yes, you should. Yes, you, you have to. And I want to give uh, and I want to give a couple shout outs here to as many as you want. Yeah, I want to give a couple shout outs here. To, to, to the great people who started Ohio sled hockey because without I mean because they have they have probably changed h- hundreds of lives at this point and I think thousands um, y- yeah thousands, I, I, I mean it's been a long time since it started the the entire I mean yeah I mean the I mean the the, the sled the I mean there's a great camaraderie even nationally between all sled hockey players. But, uh, what because, is the organization called? Because uh, because we tra- uh, because we travel all the time. But the, what's the, the team called? I, How I, about that? I'm t- I'm I'm telling I'm telling you one second. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I was just I was just mentioning real quick the camaraderie that we have na- nationwide because of how much we travel uh, for tournaments. But but the, but the organization I'm with is Ohio Sled Hockey, which. Um, uh, which current which currently has um, four uh, four different teams um, uh, throughout the throughout the state of Ohio, and Ohio sled hockey st- uh, started in two thousand one in Columbus. So this is actually our twentieth uh, anniversary this year, I guess. Um, and so it started in two thousand one in Columbus, then two thousand four came to Cleveland. And then later Cincinnati and Toledo, and I just have to, I, I just have to say the the amount of time, energy, compa- uh, the, the amount of time, energy, and passion that Mike Fenster, Kelly Fenster, Angie Roush, um, uh, Br- Brian Knotts, um, uh, Dan O'Reilly, everyone. Uh, uh, the, those are the people with Columbus and Cleveland, and then, and and then, uh, and then the, the the people down in Cincinnati as well. I mean, you have to you have to really dedicate thousands and thousands of dollars and a ton of time in order to in order to bring the kind of commitment to a sport that 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 those guys have over the last twenty years. And so, I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Because they have, because they have changed the outlook on life for many individuals, including myself. And I and I look at, I look at Mike Fenster and um, and and Brian Knotts as um, as a second uh, second fathers to me. I mean, they're well, just. Well, if I ever get the chance to meet them, I would love to shake their hand to know that they've helped somebody like you become even better of an individual than you have. I have one more question before we wrap this up because yep. with your dad passing away, 
with you joining, you know, sled hockey, with you joining a perennial high school such as Benedictine, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that really has a problem being motivated, especially like us, um, being, you know, known as just the retard or the dumbass or the person that can't even fucking walk. Like, what would you say to these people to motivate them to, I guess, understand, like, that we're more than just a disability? That we're m- That disability has the word ability in it. What yeah. would you say to these people that really, I guess, have that prejudice against us? Well, you know, I would say, I, I, I would say, and this, um, uh, and and this is this is kind of, I because mean, you're right. There are some people who, that have that have a, a a prejudice, no question. But but there are also people who are, but 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 there are also people who baby us as well. And, and I, th- I think in some ways that's a, in some ways the babying actually is a little more toxic than, than. I think that's insulting to my, my intelligence. Cause my mom and dad really did used to do that. Right. And then they started to realize that like, Hey, maybe he's actually not like a retard. Like, R- right. I and- mean, that word, that word is not correct, but like I use it in the term of like slow. Right. Because that's literally what it means. Because this, because this will really drive home, uh, drive home the point. I, the point I want to make. Hey, shout out to your sister for being the best bartender at Becky's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll turn you back up so that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Shout out to your sister for being the best bartender at Becky's. Yeah, Becky. Like, Becky's bar. Place, Becky's bar family. at Cleveland State. Yep. Yep, great family, atmosphere, great people that work there, and honestly, some great freaking food, man. There's some good food at that place. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Hey, are you friends with the Donald Bronson? Who? That's what I thought. He gave a whole speech about how you're his hero. He said you're the bravest guy he knows, you make him a better person. Now I'm someone else's speech? Stupid I-N-S, inspiration, porn. What's that? It's a portrayal of people with disabilities as one-dimensional saints who only exist to warm the hearts and open the minds of able-bodied people. I blame Tiny Tim. It's terrible, but it's great for winning essay contests, damn it. I'm over here trying to sell Albert Einstein. Hey, it's not Donald's fault you picked Einstein. Come on, man, play to win. Let's talk to Donald. Sounds good. Yeah, Einstein is my hero. He was a lowly patent clerk. <laughs> Come on, dude. I was literally trying to hold back that laughter. Yeah. Because that is literally everything that you are. Like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... <laughs> that's a... That's a... That, that's a... That's a clip from Speechless. And so I, I God, God damn it, Pete! It literally just is you. Yeah. So, um. So, but 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 that's the but that's the point. That's the point. I'm um. Uh, that's the point I'm make. I'm making about you know people. Um. You know we 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 appre- 
as people with disabilities, we appre- we appreciate your compliments, but at the same time, it's very degrading to receive a com- receive a compliment that you don't think you've earned. You know. Uh, yeah, I think that just is in general. Like, if you haven't earned that, and somebody gives you that praise, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I didn't even, I haven't even finished yet. Like, what the hell? Right, and 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 there. I mean, I mean, don't don't get don't get me wrong. I mean, there there are ways to, um, there are ways that you can that you can be accommodating to somebody with a disability that is helpful. But 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 if you're but if you're like outright praising them before they've done anything, that is like I know I know some people are try are are, try, are trying to be helpful, but that is probably one of the most uh, you know insulting things you could yeah. possibly do to somebody well, with a disability. Yeah, completely well, agree. One one of the one of the most one of the most insulting insulting things, and I would say to somebody with a disability, find a skill that you're good at. Okay, find a skill that you're good at. Um, Fantastic. Because and find find something find something that you have a passion for. Because um, because if if you can find something that you're uh, if you can find something you're good at and find something that you have a, a passion for, uh, then that is um, then then that is then that is going to uh, have a a dramatically positive impact. On your life, because again, again, back to what I was saying about about colleges earlier, I, I, I just think we put way too much, we put way too much. I mean, when pressure, it com- I think when it comes to when it comes to everyone, we again we ask way too many people where where are you going to college when we should be asking why are you going to college? Okay, I think that especially for a person with a disability. Um, you need to find something that you are passionate about, a, a skill that you can develop, and eventually, um, eventually turn into um, making making money. Eventually, I hope to make. Um, uh, I hope to be making money off of podcasting. I'm not quite there yet, um, but we may, we may uh, uh, for for some of the podcasts I'm involved in. We've set up a, a Patreon, but that's a whole a whole different thing. But and that's all, and, and in actuality, this is what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to set one up, and we're just going to do what we're going to do. We're going to let it grow organically. Right. Yeah. And and so again, again, if you like, uh, if you if you like what we've, if you if you like what we've talked about, then. Uh, um, then uh, support I, this channel, yes. man. Like we would love it. Support this channel, and we appreciate and we appreciate you listening. I've got, I've got one, I've got one more, I've got one more very short uh, clip. If you liked that that one clip from Speechless, here's another one about slut hockey that I that I think is. Let's finish off on a strong note, will you? Okay. Until JJ gets his tooth repaired, there will be no solid food at this table. Just instant mashed potatoes. My teeth didn't get knocked out. Not yet, they didn't. Now listen to mom and eat your gruel. I didn't know it was going to be so violent. Wasn't it just a practice? Can't wait to see what the game is like. I can't make the game. Why? What, you want to quit? I'm a lover, not 
a fighter. Oh, right, don't say lover. He said it. I understand you got hurt and it was scary, but this is what you wanted. Jimmy, leave him alone. He's been disfigured. On a scale from 1 to 10, he's down to a 13. But you don't give up, right? Am I the only one who sees this? You are not quitting. I saw something you didn't. How happy you were out there. I've never seen you like that. But I broke my face. You were right. Hey, you got hurt. But not because you have cerebral palsy. You got hurt because you were playing hockey. I don't know much about sports, but I know a thing or two about movies about sports, and in them, somebody always stands up and starts yelling about digging deep and drunk dads and this town needs something to cheer for now that the factory's gone. Imagine that's all true. Ooh, this is good. You don't like people clapping and letting you win? No one is giving you anything out there. It's yours to grab. Take it. You're in? Yeah. Ooh, I'm in too now. I love it. Feels like a good time to tell you that we actually lost our dental insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I really can't. You, you, you like that? You like that? Listen, man. Guys, shout out to Peter Nab. Shout out to God. Shout out to everybody that will be listening to this channel. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. Didn't Father mm -hmm. Gary just just used to say, "Go with God and fight with heart." Like you know what? Let's go just... with God, fight with heart, and keep smiling. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Beyond measure. I'm going to show you how great I am. Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. I'm going to show you how great I am. Only last week I murdered a rock, injured a stone. Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. I'm gonna show you how great I am. This kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. I'm gonna show you how great I am. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. I'm gonna show you how great I am. All you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. 
It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Because if you're willing to go through all the battling you got to go through to get to where you want to get, who's got the right to stop you? I mean, maybe some of you guys got something you never finished, something you really want to do, something you never said to someone, something. And you're told no, even after you pay your dues, who's got the right to tell you that? Who? Nobody. It's your right to listen to your gut. It ain't nobody's right to say no. After you earn the right to be where you want to be and do what you want to do. Now, if you know what you're worth, then you want to get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point your fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Chumps are going to bow when I whip him. All of you, I know you got him. I know you got him, Dick. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am.